And welcome to another dumb podcast. I am your host, Brad C. Uh, just want to do a quick kind of uh, housekeep, housekeeping and other things. But uh, let me just get through these few things and then we'll go on to the uh, the last Boy Scout review with me and Jay. Fun, fun review. I don't know if it went too long or too short. I don't know. I could have talked about this movie for quite a while, but uh, we kept it down to under two hours. <laughs> so regardless, hey, you know, it was fun. But uh, just a quick thing uh, for Twitter. Follow me at I am Brad C. Uh, follow Jay at, uh, what is he called now? Figure Four Pointer. I think that's what it's called, at Figure Four Pointer. Um, yeah, Jay has re re-figured uh, his name so that's fun yeah figure four pointer so it's double tranche so um yeah i just wanted to also uh, talk about a little bit of this uh subscription thing uh it's it was something i was testing out and i'm still testing out if nobody does it or if nobody wants to do it i don't know we're, we're trying to see how we want to do this but it was just kind of a way to like i don't know it's definitely not a way to make money because I'm not making any money on it. I've never wanted to make money on this. It was just kind of a fun thing. But I didn't want like everything. I don't know. It's just hard to explain. But there are going to be certain episodes that are going to be behind a, a small paywall. I mean, the paywall is literally like a foot off the ground. <laughs> so you're like, oh, man, I can't get around this paywall. Well, it's it's 99 cents if you want to listen to this stuff. So it's not a huge income, like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe this. Well, you know, it's more or less like if you really want to listen to this, but there's like other ways to listen to things too. You know, you can go on YouTube. I'm posting things on there at at another dumb pod on YouTube. Um, You know, there's other ways to do it. You know, there's other ways to listen to it. And I, I think I'll cycle into like releasing some of these podcasts you know, hey, this is going to be out for a few months, but I'm not really under. I'm not really sure what I want to do yet. I'm kind of testing this out, like, to see how it is. So, if you want to listen to some of these, I think it's like another, you know, the Grego podcast, uh, Bob Sturm, Dan McDowell, some of the bigger interview ones that we had, and some other podcasts that I kind of was like, yeah, let's just put that one back. And so, and also, uh, there was a huge transfer of podcasts from. Uh, we, we were, we were with anchor and then we went to red circle and then we went back to anchor, but from red circle to anchor, we actually lost some episodes. Um, and we didn't like lose them. Like they're still out there. Um, I'm just trying to one by one upload them back up, but soon enough we'll have all those episodes. So, uh, I don't know if anybody was looking for them. Like I, I didn't have Jake Kemp. Uh, podcast up for quite a while but but now it's back up and some of these other ones so if you want to listen to them they're right there so just if anyone was kind of like why did those disappear well that was why because we just had a transfer but i had had them all backed up anyways but okay i think that's all i've got uh if you have never seen the last boy scout you could stop the podcast i don't really care stop the podcast go watch the movie uh watch every bit of it and laugh uh, because it's 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 a laugh rider really to me but um enjoy it and then come back to the podcast and listen and me and jay break it down f- 
as much as we can because this is is it's a crazy it's one of the hardest i will say this is one of the hardest reviews i've ever had to do so follow us on everything and listen and go back and listen to all the other podcasts because they're all really great not really i mean not all of them but some of them are really terrible that we care for <laughs> so here is the intro and enjoy have a good one the drop-off in attendance and TV ratings. Are we witnessing the death of professional football? Oh, I think that we're witnessing the death of good journalism, Lynn. Hey, life up, bitch. She rates a three on my finger scale. That means I cut off three of my fingers if God had let me fuck her. <laughs> Make her one on your nose scale. Prove your looks. Yo, Ray. What's with the girl, man? <laughs> Bitch won't blow me. It's too early in the morning for that shit, Ray. Let it go, man. She ain't coming up till she starts blowing. Ray, she's gonna drown, man. Fuck you, you loser! Let her go, Ray. I mean, what are you doing here anyway? This is a league party. You got kicked out, remember? Huh? Remember? Bit late for a stroll, don't you think? Yeah, you girls ought to be getting home. Yeah, street lights are on. Shut up, fuckface. I'm fuckface. He's asshole. Jake? <laughs> so come on, let me hear. Let me hear all the really juicy, dirty words. Come on. God, you're such a fucker. Good morning, gentlemen. Is there a problem? Yes, officer. As a matter of fact, there is a problem. Apparently, there are too many bullets in this gun. I figure you must be the dumbest guy in the world, Joe. Why is that? Because you're trying to save the life of the guy that ruined your career and avenge the death of the guy that fucked your wife. Another dumb podcast. Tonight, me and Jay, and usually when we do our solo podcasts, it's either about wrestling or about some dumb movie that we're going to watch. Well, tonight's dumb movie night. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if we should dub that as a dumb movie night. Uh, whatever. Um, so, and I don't know how this exactly came about. I don't know how we, I don't know, maybe because we removed, uh, I did review a movie with Bruce Willis, and I'm not sure if that came up. But I had never seen this movie. The oh la- really? Okay. The, I've never seen the Last Boy Scout. And by the way, that's what we're reviewing. Is the Last Boy Scout with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. I had never seen this movie, and maybe I had seen uh, like scenes or some stuff, but I just never, I'd never seen this movie full on. So, so it was. <laughs> it, it became infamous immediately upon uh, its release because of the opening scene. So I, I I think this came out like right after I turned fourteen. So I'm in middle school, and uh, once anybody in our school in our class had seen it, they were like, "You have to go see this because of what happens at the beginning." And I don't think I, I don't remember when I saw it first, 
But, I mean, I was definitely hyped up for the first scene based on what I'd heard. And back then, it was a pretty steady, you know, downhill slope from there as a kid. And I think, I think we'll find that things are, things are the same as an adult. Okay, well, and we'll get our full reviews on it. But I, I think I'd saw this movie and I was always like, eh, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's not a big, I don't know. I, it didn't look appealing to me. Uh, first, okay, let me look through the movie whenever I was like, yes, this is the best movie ever. Um, so we'll, we'll get to the scene part, but it took me, um, so that, that was the first five minutes, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the opening for yeah, the... Yeah, first seven minutes of the movie, I go... We've got something here, folks. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and I haven't seen this in forever, like at least 20 years really? since okay. I've watched it uh, beginning to end. So I remembered a good bit of the movie, but all the particulars know. And the the opening uh, Friday night football song. montage, oh the song and the intro, the, the graphics – it's got a very, as this is coming up pretty soon, it's got a very USFL look to it as far as the teams and just the production. It looks professional, but not quite. Yeah, yeah, so, that's that's a good that's a good way to put it. Yeah, this, yeah. this looks legit, sort of like or like small legit. Like, okay, this looks like again, like the USFL had tried to put together a package, and this is what they came up with. And of course, it's yeah. not as good as the NFL. No, but which, it's 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 seventy percent of the way there, which which passes the the smell test at least. Mm-hmm. So, do you want uh, do you want the a few fun facts about this movie now? Yeah, or let's you want to wait till the end. Yeah, let's go let's go with it now, so we can uh, go with the you know what did the box office do and all those fun so, facts. So, go ahead. Okay, so I'll uh, forty three million dollar budget. And it made 114 million at the theater at the box office. So this, sh- this movie made money. I am shocked, and I'm also like, I love 1991. Like <laughs> that this movie could do that great. <laughs> the the original screenplay, which I didn't write down, who wrote the the original script screenplay? It went at the time. It set a record for purchase price, which was I think it was north of a million dollars that the guy that got, that wrote the screenplay got uh, for giving it up to uh, what was his name Tony Scott, the guy that made the movie. Do you know what the the the, the screenplay that this movie's based on? What its original title was? Oh yes, I do. Would it be Lethal Weapon? No, the the <laughs> I know I know where you're going there. Okay. But, but seriously, this guy wrote this this screenplay, and his title for it was Die Hard. Oh well, all right. <laughs> but the guy that made Die Hard, because this this screenplay for Last Boy Scout wasn't being made into a film yet, so this other guy's making Die Hard. But it was it was currently at the time it was called Nothing Lasts Forever, and he liked the name Die Hard better. So they basically negotiated like the rights for him to use that for the movie he was making at the time. So then when this movie got made, they had to come up with something else because obviously you're not going to call it Die Hard, which I don't think the way this movie <laughs> plays out, how could you call it Die Hard? It doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with that, no. in, in my opinion. 
Not really. And like, I don't even think how we got there. I don't understand it. What do you think? The last Boy Scout was a very good title. Eh, I thought n- that. No, I think that's what's kind of threw me off a little bit. Whenever this came up, I was like, "What is this Boy Scout movie? Is this like the wrong guys?" No. I just didn't get it at first, and then you know, obviously, it's about him. I don't know. It's yeah, but it's just a it's just a a, a reference during the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. That it's mentioned. It's yeah. almost like we didn't have a title. We wrote. We've got the script and the dialogue, and then we just found this point in the in the dialogue where, oh wait, that can be, that can be the title. You know, hate... it's like you write all the songs. Okay, I'm gonna tell you right like... now. That's my least favorite part of movies, where they just can you know uh, say the title and the movie just. I don't know who came up with that little cliche that they do. Yeah. It's one of my least favorite. And yeah. if you ever watched uh, on YouTube, it's called Cinema Sins. I used to watch the hell out of it, but now I don't watch it as much. But like he would, every time that they would, you know, it'd be like, you know, if they had Die Hard. In, I don't think they ever said Die Hard and Die Hard, right? No. No, yeah. But it would be like at the end of the movie, he'd be like, and that's the way you die hard or something like that. <laughs> like, and then you would roll the credits. So every time yeah. they say the they say the title of the movie in you know in the movie he just goes right roll, roll credits <laughs> like every time what was that it's, what if that was a thing yeah. <laughs> like at the at the end of the movie it's like frankly my dear i'm gone with the wind <laughs> <laughs> but that was just like our tradition that we did uh, with everything like everybody's just waiting for it he's gonna say he's gonna say <laughs> <laughs> when are they gonna say lesbian big boob bangaroo <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so yeah, not a big fan of the title, but okay, that, that was some good uh, fun facts there. Uh, I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I, I think maybe I, again, um, a f- little full. No, we did say we were going to do this uh, review. We actually, me and Jay, planned to do this review over one year ago. <laughs> you realize that, that sounds right? about right. It was over one year because it was the you know during the football season. I was like, oh, this would be perfect to do it right now, and you know. And we were gonna do it, and then we just never did it. And then yeah. I think we we're uh, I think we're supposed to do Swamp Thing next. I don't know. That was like uh, that was like Halloween will come up again. Exactly. You know? Well, maybe that'll come up. But um, so yeah, released December thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. So we're well over it's thirty years now. Yeah. God, that's crazy. So yeah, this, this movie's thirty years old. Directed by Tony Scott. Uh, okay. Part of the Scott Brothers. Do you know what happened to old Tony Scott? Did he, did he, did he get his head cut off by a helicopter plane? Yeah. He, uh, it was an unfortunate accident where he fell off of a bridge and then he and then into a helicopter. Whoa. No, no. <laughs> no well, he, well, hold on. Did, hold on. I was half half kidding. I was going to say, did he take his own life? Uh, yes, he did. Uh, Tony wow. Scott, who is, uh, what's his brother's name? Uh, uh, Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah, that's right. The yeah. Aliens guy. Yeah. That's what he's known for, right? Yeah, Alien. Uh, what didn't Is Ridley Scott that just made uh, The Last Duel with yes. Matt Damon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the movie that everybody says sucks except for... Jacob? One of our podcast partners. <laughs> I was like, he's <laughs> the only one. <laughs> he's, he's on 
Twitter, like with his sword standing on top of the hill, defending <laughs> the last duel. I've never seen it. So. Defending, I have not. Either. I'm, I, I've heard it's. I've heard mixed. But again, do you, do you trust the guy who's seen one movie in the last ten years? He doesn't have anything to compare it to. He's like, they get on. There's this picture, and it's it's moving, and the people are on the screen. How yeah. do they do this? Oh yeah. Uh, so, so quick note about Tony Scott. Yeah, I think like Ridley Scott was, you know, he would do more or less. I think Ridley, hate to say it, the more uh, successful of the Scott brothers. Yeah. Where Tony, I think he did a lot of pretty good movies, but again, he did all the action flicks. Well, he did Days of Thunder, so that's a that's an all time classic. So yeah, I mean, it's not that he didn't he didn't do just a bunch of B films. He did really yeah. high dollar films, but he just you know obviously critically praised films usually went to Ridley Scott, where Tony got Ooh. all the movies that were on TBS for the guys who like movies. Hey, you know, there's nothing you wrong know with what? that. This movie made seventy million dollars in 1991. I think so. he was doing just fine. But the only reason, okay, um. He actually, uh, August 19, 2012, at approximately 12.30 p.m., So he died from jumping uh, off the Vincent Thomas Bridge in San Pedro, Los Angeles. Did they, okay, was this because they don't know why, because he had, like, depression issues, or was this, he had health issues that were not going to resolve? He had super cancer or something okay yeah i don't know don't quote me on that but he had he had advanced cancer is what I. and he just didn't okay okay is i mean I remember no no hold, I, on, hold, on. Hold, on, hold on hold on hold on okay i really really thought okay he may have had a mix between <laughs> depression and cancer so well, there, either way. he was on like a lot of antidepressants and he Oh, he, wow. He's gotten some bad news. Oh, well, I'm wrong now. Oh, sorry, fake news, Brad, here. You know, if I ever am wrong, I will come up with it now. I remember whenever he died that that was the big thing, that he died because he had cancer. But as, okay. I'm, re- but as I'm reading here, they oh. actually said, no, he did not have any underlying medical conditions. So, so fuck me. My bad. Well, at least I caught it right in there. Our apologies, yeah, to the to, his, to, the, to Ridley to, to the Scott family, and uh, yeah, for accusing Tony of having cancer. We want to want to withdraw that. We were just talking. I don't, I don't know if you heard the last podcast, but uh, uh, I can't remember Kevin Clancy. I don't know if you know who that is. He's the barstool guy no. for KFC, whatever. But, oh yeah, but okay, we, I know what that is. In the last last podcast, we were talking about how he got in trouble and he had to do some like apology, and it was like. And Jacob was doing the hypothetical waiting for one of us on the podcast who has to do a formal apology on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see that would ever happen. Before we get to the fun and yucks of of another dumb podcast, I just want to apologize to all my fans out there. uh, uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot that part. But I I didn't know that he uh, jumped off the bridge. So. Regardless, mm. uh, let's move along. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're, um, I don't know. We should we shouldn't balk so much on the man's death, but no, let's jump right <laughs> jump, jump right, right in. Movie. Let's jump. Uh, 
Friday night football, and uh, they never they never state it's just professional football. Like I didn't hear that league. this was the yeah the the EFL or anything like that. It was just it's it's just football on Friday night, and we start out. It's the L.A. Stallions. That's our that's our home team playing the Cleveland Cats. Cats. Okay, I couldn't hear them real well. So it was the Cats. All right. Not a great name. But no, that's terrible. Not a great name, but we do get the star of the show, which is the L.A. Coliseum. They're always, uh, yeah. They're always looking to do movies in there. It was a real big 90s thing where you'd always do a, something, some scene at the L.A. Coliseum. That's a great venue. Do you know what they're about to have at the L.A. Coliseum here in about a week and a half? Yes, I saw that they're going to race cars in there. Uh, they're gonna have a NASCAR race there, which yeah, is wild. That's super wild. Is it gonna be like the size of Bristol or something? Uh, yeah, probably probably even smaller. I haven't looked to see because Bristol should be a half mile around. This one might be like three eighths, so it might be a little shorter. Okay, well, I saw it and I was like, well, it sounds like it'd be perfect because that place is huge. But at yeah. the same time, I don't know how. I mean, you know, it's not a. It's not a points race, so if just, it turns out for, to be real wheels off, just for fun, then, funny yucks, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, that was always a big thing when in the nineties. I can't remember that other movie with uh, Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. I can't remember what that movie is. Oh gosh. They had an LA Coliseum scene in there, and I, I always yeah. love that movie too. Um, yeah. That, now I'm going to be thinking about what that movie is called. I'll get it. Just keep going. Uh, All right. So yeah, they do the whole song, which drew, drew me in right then and there. I was going, whatever this movie's got, I'll, I'll listen to it. Just yeah, for, that's got to be you got to have that in the intro. That I'm gonna have for this whole thing. You've already listened to the however long that clip is with all my funny clips that I wanted to put in the movie. You know, like uh, the three fingers or whatever. I don't know. So, so here's one thing that that I get uh yeah we'll get, that I get obsessed with 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 movies and TV shows is uh weather inconsistency. Oh, yeah. Why money talks. Yeah, I, I I I know that it rains in Los Angeles. Why is it raining like a monsoon constantly in this movie? El Nino? You want me to bring out the almanac and see how much it rained in 1981? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I need you to pull it out. Because I, I know, I know for a f- I know for a fact I was in the greater Los Angeles area at one time where it rained, and it was like not a lot of rain. It was like very little rain, and everyone lost their minds because they were like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much rain!" This opening game, like, <laughs> there's so much rain. <laughs> It is it, it it is literally a Katrina level of downpour. <laughs> Good. Could you have picked any other? <laughs> it is a Harvey level <laughs> of downpour. Like the field is you can't virtually see, flooded. You can't see the grass. It's just water. It's so ridiculous. I think Tony. Like, it, I think it's. I, no, I, I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say with Tony Scott, which again he's from England, probably. Uh, probably. He's like, let me, let me just put a bunch of water on it, mate. And it's like, we, we, I don't think we play with this. Oh, no, he's gonna be Australian, wouldn't he? <laughs> but like, I think he was just like, we need to see more water, more. Just put more water down. It's like I don't know if anybody. 
I think they would no, even call that game. It's it's like the idea. Most of these movies, the problem is with the football scenes is they they try to do everything. You know, they try to have a huge hit and a guy flying over a flipping over a pile and somebody breaking their arm and their fingers dislocated and somebody's got a bloody face and it all happens on one play. And I feel like this is part of that. They're like setting the scene. This scene works just fine if the weather is just normal. Just a nice you sunny day and and there is a, a running back with a gun. Okay, so this is what we're leading into. So okay. it's <laughs> it's Friday night. It's the Stallions and the Cats. They're showing some, some footage. Uh, you know, the Cats are winning the game. I think they're up one or two touchdowns at halftime. We go, we go to halftime, and the Stallions running back, Billy Cole, gets a, gets a phone call. Mid-game. <laughs> after, the, after the halftime speech, and you hear the voice on the other line that basically says, they got to win or he's a dead man. Then he takes a couple of pills, which we don't know what they are. What it turns out is that they're, he's taken PCP, which I had no idea was just in pill form. I thought that was... Uh, uh, I thought it was more powdery, but all right. Yeah, I thought cool. it was, it's literally called angel dust. Yeah, so, okay. But I guess you could put anything in a capsule. That's, you know, it's possible. And then uh, we get in the second half, and it's the key play. I think they're maybe down a score. They throw a, a nice swing pass out to Billy Cole. And <laughs> Brad, why don't you tell us what happened? So Billy Cole, okay, again, let me go back into my mindset. A first watching this is, number one, I never knew this scene existed. So I have, I'm, I'm coming in like a newborn baby. So I had kind of missed, now did they, they never showed the gun no. at all. Okay. No. So... I I'd actually was kind of not halfway paying attention because I was like, I don't know how good this movie is. Because we weren't even going to review this movie, by the way. I just wanted to see the movie and see if this could be, like, if there's enough meat on the bone to even watch this. So I see this, uh, the little scene with the phone call. I, bleh, I, didn't even, I didn't even listen to the fucking phone call. So he just is... You know, running on the field, I'm like, okay, oh, Billy, Billy Blank, Billy Cole, but played right. by Billy Blanks, the uh, Tybo guy. Yeah, uh, Billy Banks is, or Billy, yeah, Billy Cole is running down the field, and he gets to a few of them, and he just rips into his waist and pulls out a Glock and starts shooting numerous players right in the, in the face. face. And I sit there and go, oh. All right, I think we've got some. Like I was, yeah, I was elated to ever see a, an NFL or not an NFL, just a football player going onto the field and to get past the other guys just shooting the other players. And then, so then he shoots two or three players. I mean, he runs to the end zone. Mm -hmm. I assume by this time, police and the other players and everybody running out in the crowd. And then he kneels down. And assumes the position, and I believe he utters the, the line, the ain't that a bitch, ain't and then blows yes. his head off. Like, you see, like, brain on his head. I, I love that they didn't, uh, they didn't shy away from little things like that back in the 90s. They just was like... All right, Billy Blanks, you're gonna go over here. You're gonna say life, life ain't what is, ain't life a bitch, da 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 da, and then you're gonna blow your brains out, okay? And we got this uh, thing here, blah blah blah, and then 
You're gone. So here's here's my question. Why would he need – okay, uh, maybe he thought even though I've shot the opponent, they'll still count my touchdown and we'll win the game. But no matter what, why does he – I'm I'm just gonna say this. The game's probably over. We're not <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just draw this one up. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like it doesn't make sense. Either the and, and the threat was that they were gonna kill him. Like the phone call wasn't, Hey Billy, if you don't win, your family is like we know where they are and they're all dead. So he's got this motivation. Like the worst case scenario is that he dies. But under what he did, he has a gun on the field. He shoots people, and he just kills himself anyway. Like it's not—it's not even—it's not, even, not even logical at any level. So anyway, well, what would have been funny I, would have been if they would have okay. <laughs> after like the first shot, if they would have panned over and saw a referee so just forcefully throwing his flag. Yo, 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 yo! The air. Only one that shot. Would be great. <laughs> so. And again, they um, allude to this down the road in the movie about the pressure and all this other stuff. So basically it was just he was tired of dealing with this shit because this this isn't his first time that this happened. So he's like, screw this. I'm just going to shoot all these motherfuckers and kill myself. And I'm on a bunch of PCP. So that's that's what I got from it. And they're 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 establishing uh, during this this first part just some context for later because they ask they, they interview the owner of the Stallions and they ask him just about the his team and the and the league itself and I think they mention it's supposed to be in the Coliseum which seats upwards of a hundred thousand to my knowledge and I think they make the mention that there's only like twenty nine thousand people there yeah. Which would be a big problem, that would you know. Be, and he kind of he kind of plays it off like no big deal. Now, um, did you ever see that? Uh, I guess it was the USFL where I think they had a team in Los Angeles that played uh, in the LA Coliseum, and it would be like ten thousand people, and it looked like there's like four people in the stadium. <laughs> like it's it's a, it's a problem. Like that's what was problem with LA the LA Coliseum is like it's really hard to fill up. Yeah. You know, it's I don't even know how. No, many... the 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 first version of the uh, XFL played there. The I believe it was the the Los Angeles Extreme, if I remember correctly. They were the league champions, but they had the same issue. They probably filled about ten percent of the stadium. Yeah, and it looks just horrid. Like not even yeah. uh, not even camera work for Monday Night Raw could hide the seats. Like no, that, you know. <laughs> so um, I had. Well, I'm, I'm going to put this in the clip, but I, I'm telling you, the first seven minutes, we could do like an hour of the, like analyzing every portion of this first seven minutes of the movie. Like, honestly, like yeah. I, I, I could go over it all. So, so again, if I miss any spots, Jay, you just fill them in where you can if I forget it. But we meet up with uh, this guy. His name is, I forget, what, I forget his name in the movie. <laughs> what is uh... it? Uh... Uh, Bruce Joe, Willis's character jo- is... Joe Hallenbach, sorry. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe Hallenbach, and I'll read it right off of here, disgraced former Secret Service agent who has one time been a national hero for saving the president. 
from an assassination attempt, which they litter through that movie all the time. Like that guy did this, he did this. So yeah, yeah. They, they well, he's he he would he would play this same character in a much better movie a few years later in Die Hard Three. Yes, because it's it's the same thing. It's the beaten down drunk guy. Yeah, I was wondering if the director of that was just like, all right. So you've seen your movie, The Last Scout, and he goes, "No, I've never seen that." Okay, well, go watch that movie, and and just do that because that's that's a really good point. I feel like we've done that. I'm having deja vu that we've recorded. But this one was this one was before it though. I know, ninety-one and Die Hard with a Vengeance was probably like ninety-four, ninety-five. Yeah, four years later. So Mm -hmm. yeah, this is the same movie, but or the same character, but not. But yeah, he's just he is so broken down i don't i don't know if he has i don't know exactly what his problem is it's just i guess he likes to smoke cigarettes and drink i don't know like, well, he's, not, well, he's not a gambler is he well no they they jump all all around because he's sleeping in his car he is like a private investigator who just takes like contract jobs so somebody calls him hey do this i'll pay you 500 bucks type of thing so he doesn't have a steady gig but he has a wife and a kid, but he seems like he's just gone from the house. But the first time he comes back to his house, she asks him, like, hey, aren't you supposed to be or weren't you in Vegas? And one of the things she asks him is, how much money did you lose? And he, like, he doesn't answer the question. So they kind of dance around. Maybe that's yeah. part of the problem. I mean, again, I think he's just obviously a little have PTSD from either being shot or the other nasty shit he had to deal with while being in the secret service or whatever he was doing. I guess we'll get to that part later, but you know, I don't know exactly the back character. Again, they don't do a whole hell of a lot of like a great job at really explaining his character real well. And yeah. And like what he's just, he's just an asshole who drinks and smokes a lot and he's just a loser. And that's all it is. Is Right. But he's a loser who's really good at detective in it. So, well, kind of. <laughs> well, he's okay. Yeah, I mean, was this? I guess. Yeah. But that's where we get to the next scene. He he goes to. I mean, so his him and his wife are still together. But I don't yep. know where. He, yeah, okay. They're still together, but he's he was sleeping at in his car beforehand. But so they get to his house. I mean, he just goes in, and I again watching this fresh. I was just like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, you know. You know, she's making the bed, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, uh, I guess he was brushing his teeth or something. Was What the fuck was he doing? I, I swear no, to God. He, was, he got home and he was walking around the house. And this scene is actually like well written. Yes. If, if it was in an overall good movie. Because he's, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's antagonism between he and his wife. Like they're. And they she appear played to be kinda, it really well. Yeah, kind of on the outs. Well, he starts looking around and he is a detective. Yeah, and he notices first thing he notices is that the toilet seat is left up, mm-hmm. and then he kind of looks around and he notices that the, he the, even he verbalizes it. He's like, "Yeah, there's steam in the shower, but your, your hair's dry. Hair is completely dry, so you haven't been in there. So who's the guy in the closet?" Yeah, because and, he looks underneath the bed. I'm actually kind of re- refreshing my yeah. memory here. Uh, and he goes, "Well, who's in the closet? Because it's the only place you could go in where I wouldn't have seen him." Right, because he just came in right away. 
But yeah, and so he's basically this is a great I'm I'm telling you this is actually really there's like some peppered in like great scenes in this movie and this is one of them where he's yeah. basically going I'm going to shoot this fucking closet right here you know if he doesn't you know you know basically show him Oh, he he gives him the 321 and he gets I think he he fires a shot off <laughs> just not at him he he turns yeah. purposely and like shoots a picture frame or something but the guy who is sleeping with his wife is the guy that he kind of more his, or less works for works for apparently also they're friends it's what they allude to as well. Yeah. But the friend who's banging his wife. Uh, well, which is it the, happens. Um, who's this guy played by? I forget his... I can't remember his name, but he was the the coach of Prescott High in the movie Wildcats, if you've ever seen that. Oh, yeah, and he was the sheriff in My Cousin Vinny. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Um, he's been in a lot of shit. So yeah, he's a character actor, Char- great character. Is he still alive? Oh yeah, yeah, he's still, still alive. with us. Still with All us. Right. Seventy-one Different years day. old, old Bruce McGill. Hey, go for it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a, a great scene. He pops out of there, and then they basically they they kind of just drop it there, and it's like, well, you're sleeping with my wife. No big deal. And like, let's <laughs> let's go, let's go outside and let's talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about this. Uh, um, the case for the, him to go. Yeah. Uh, he's he, the the whole thing. The job that Joe got was to go protect. It's a surveillance and protection of Halle Berry's character. So it's not a full on detective job. It's just him to watch Halle right. Berry's character, and that's it. Okay. And then his friend steps into his vehicle, and he gets blown for a second time that day with his car. <laughs> Gets blown it. to a thousand bits by a bomb that was strapped to it. Okay, I've got questions, and we're gonna we we did skip a scene, but that's fine. We're just gonna kind no, of no, no, no. We're, yeah, we're gonna kind of layer it in with the Damon Wayne's, you know, introducing yeah. the Damon Wayne's character. All good, but I just felt like him waking up, and I can't just jump over. It, it just makes sense. So, um, so yeah, he gets blown away. I was a little confused by this. So please, I don't know if it was ever explained. <clears throat> okay, his, his tie-in. So, if he was invest, so here's, I guess we can run on theories. If those bad guys knew that they were detailing that, um, he was contracted to protect, uh, Holly Berry's character, and they found out, so then they were gonna blow his his car up. That's the only thing I can get to. Of why, but it doesn't. I mean, it, it almost it almost alludes it to where it's like, you know, this is L.A. Sometimes our cars just blow up. You know, <laughs> you know things just happen out here, yeah, man. It's 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 wild place. You know, you sometimes yeah. I got mugged the other day too. It uh, rains. <laughs> it rains just ten inches in like one night, especially on Fridays. Apparently, <laughs> Fridays. Yeah, cars are just blowing up. Yeah, so that's happens. our introduction to Joe. And then, and then I guess you want to, <clears throat> yeah, we'll, get introduced to Jimmy. Is it Jimmy Dix? Is that his name? Dixon. Oh yeah, it is I Jimmy it, Dix. Jimmy Dix. Where did they come up with that? Like Jim Dix? Oh, good lord! It's D I X. Yeah, it is, yeah. No, I guess it was. I always try to put the pepper that a little crap in like, into movies. Like, I didn't even know that. I just knew his name was Jimmy until I looked up the Wikipedia and I was like, that, I mean, that seems like a, 
the name of an actor that would be in a movie that's filmed in L.A. is Jimmy Dix, but not this movie. Yeah. And again, another part that was a little frustrating is that they didn't... They pick up on the Jimmy Dix character when he's already been thrown out of the league. Exactly. But I feel like at the beginning of the movie, they could have said, hey, he was really good, but we just uh, they just tell us that he was really good. That's all they did. Yeah. So... And our introduction to him, he's at this like huge house. Yeah, big old mansion. It's not his. He's walking around. He walks outside, and he can he gets in that confrontation with I guess it's a former teammate. But he he the the teammate makes it known that hey, what are you even doing here? This is a league party, and you've been kicked out of the league. Which I have the same question: like, why would he even be there? No, like the. They made it. It does. Again, they ruined their like own thing by the uh, by their characters asking questions that the that the that the audience is asking. What are you even like, doing here? <laughs> yeah, like, like I was watching it, and I've seen the movie several times. It's been a long time, but I was thinking, okay, well, this is. I know from seeing it before that Damon Wayne's character was kicked out of the league. I couldn't remember why, but I remember he was kicked out of the league. Right. Well, this is obviously his house, and he's he just threw a it? rich. Fo- a rich football player he just has people over all the time yeah but then they're like this is a league party i had so many questions yeah and that's the the messiness of this i mean again if you can get past these little parts the movie is entertaining at times but also slow at times but the you know these little small things back in the 90s we just didn't worry about they were just like ah you know we'll just explain that away now with some other shit there were no podcasts. That's there why. Was, yeah, exactly. They didn't have podcasts with them worrying about them nitpicking all this shit. So, um, so the scene that you know, I can I can go back here as I'm looking at it. But it's funny about this scene is like, so he's he's got like wake. Uh, Jimmy Dix is waking up and or in this place and there's like pills and looks like there was a crazy wild party and he walks out and there's a there's the lineman in the hot tub with this chick and he's like uh jimmy dix goes yo man she's gonna drown and he's trying to get this chick to blow him in the hot tub and he's like i'm not letting go until she starts blowing and i'm sitting there going you know like jimmy dick's only issue is that well she might drown and i'm like yeah but what about the whole rape part of it too <laughs> like <laughs> But what is the other guy thinking? Like that he's like, oh, the downside is she'll just like I will literally murder her for not blowing uh, again. Just a personal preference. I don't think that'd be a very uh, uh good blow. It's not the best. It's not the. It's not the best tra- trade off. I don't yeah. think. No, no, no. So, but yeah, I think this was also at a time that um, I don't know. There's probably a little different perception of athletes. Yeah, we didn't get nobody had Twitter accounts and all that. Like you, you just you, you saw someone on a screen and you just assumed, well, this is what they're like. You don't get all the interactions that we see through mm-hmm. social media and other media today. So uh, there was a lot of stereotyping of uh, pro athletes. Oh, and I think and, they they turn it up to like a, a hundred. Oh, of, uh, of course, yeah, yeah. it's That's, like the extreme of yes. what people would think, but. There's a ton of references in this movie about uh, uh, free agency is ruining the league, and you know the players are ruining the league, and they make too much money, and that kind of stuff. Which was, 
which was relevant to the time because I think it was like the late 80s or so when free agency actually really went into play in the NFL. So it was probably much more of a hot topic than it, it would be today. Well, like they did that in like basketball where like they were, oh, there's teams moving around and there, there's free agents and, you know, you know, the whole funny part, and I was going to mention in that first scene where they were talking about, you know, there's no heroes in the league and that's why nobody's watching football. And I'm just laughing going, yeah, man, that's football things probably just never going to last and the, no. the ratings are just going to go down from here. So... Just take it uh, in while that, you can. I had that conversation today with somebody uh, talking about how, what was it? I guess it's been three, four, five years ago where there was the big push of uh, people that said they weren't watching football anymore. And now here we are in 2022, and there was upwards of 40 million people that watched the Bills Chiefs game the other day. <laughs> Which is amazing because, again, nobody's watching anything these days. Oh, uh, yeah. Even more so. Like, like if this yeah. was a, a day and age of uh, you don't have 10 trillion options of things to watch, uh, you know, there might have been an audience of another you know, 10 million plus people that, that would have watched it if they didn't have Netflix and Hulu and you know, Tubi, obviously. Lots of free programs Tons on there. Tubi, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, now we get to the strip club scene, which is all rated R movies in the 90s had to have a strip club scene. And again, Holly Berry is, plays a uh, stripper in the movie, and that's kind of the whole thing of it. So, um, so Jimmy's in there, and Joe, Jimmy and Joe, they were really good on these names back in the day. So Jimmy and Joe are both in the bar... Uh, Holly Berry's character, Corey, is that her name? Yeah, Corey. Yeah, Corey. Man, really small role for Holly Berry. And again, it's so it's so crazy to see how young she was whenever this movie, you know. Again, you have to look that up because she was she was twenty five. Twenty five when they made this. Because I mean, at at fifty five, um, I think she's still looking okay. I think she's all right. Not bad at all. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is one of her first movies. Uh, she did Jungle Fever and Strictly Business. <laughs> I've seen those. It's been a long time, but I've seen, seen Jungle those. Fever. Yeah, like once. I think it was a little over my head at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, it's now coming back to me what this movie is about. Uh, uh, anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, Young Holly Berry plays a stripper. Um, I don't know if you want to go into much of this, but it's just, you know, no, it, it's um, just, they kind of build up that, you know, obviously these two guys are definitely going to hate each other. It doesn't matter. So it's funny you mentioned that, uh, cause that's what we're establishing within the movie that, that Jimmy and, and Joe aren't going to get along and, and Jimmy is in there and he doesn't like Joe talking with Corey. So he comes around, comes over and kind of shakes him down a little bit. And starts talking to him, and I think, um, but but the other thing was like uh, the one thing I didn't mention before that I read on, is on Wikipedia. But uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans hated working together. Yep. 
they had and they didn't have very much chemistry in this movie but they apparently despised each other yeah that's why life. that's why the last boy scout 2 did not come back because <laughs> it almost no. like they you know again kind of moving a little forward it almost like they alluded that these two were gonna be joining forces and we're gonna you know 1993 get ready for last boy scout 2 and it's like they got done with that movie and they're like don't and talk to me ever again yeah thank <laughs> thank god i was trying to think of uh because this movie is i wouldn't say this is a serious movie but it's not really a comedy no did, not did, really did, did yeah. damon wayans make any other serious movies at this time i don't think because this is like this is his height like early 90s until probably like 93 94 or so. This is his window. I know he made Major Pain. I can't remember what year that was. Uh, Major Pain was 95. Okay. So mid-90s. Maybe he had a little bit a little bit beyond that. But I couldn't remember of anything that he made that's like a dramatic type role. This might be the closest thing to it. Uh, I think so. I mean, The Great White Hype. I mean, Guess was kind of a comedy too. But I don't know. It was... I, I never saw that. I never thought about it as, as a comedy, but yeah, I mean, I think he it was kind of a goofy movie. Um, look who's talking to. I didn't think about Oh, yeah, he's played Eddie? Interesting. Um, oh, one of the babies, probably. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, another. Was. What, did uh, Bruce Willis play that movie, too? Uh, he voiced the baby in the first one. But I don't do know the, if it was the second one as well. He didn't do the second one. In, yeah, it says he's in here. Okay. Wow, well, how about just, that? It was just voice work, so they probably weren't in there. The <laughs> they were next to each other, just like pushing each other in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how they do that. Fuck you, man. I'm never doing a movie with you ever again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. To th- like, like I feel like I'm misremembering the Damon Wayne's um, career, and now you just like look at it, and you're like, oh, yeah, blank. Uh, uh, this movie, Blank Man, uh, Celtic Pride, uh, the, okay, great, yeah, the Great Celtic White Pride. Hype. Uh, did Bullet, he make? Uh, he made that one with Adam Sandler, Bulletproof. Bulletproof. Not yeah. a bad movie. That's that's one to revisit. Which one? Was it him that got shot in the head? Yes. And survived. And okay. then he had to do the whole rehab thing, and then okay, dude, I'm telling you, that movie wildly underrated because I don't I, think people I'm, talk about that movie. I might have to watch that again because it's been much longer than even the last Boy Scout since I've seen that one. Yes, but yeah, that that's a pretty good movie. But to move forward, uh, again, he's watching Corey, but apparently he does a terrible job because Corey ends up dead anyways. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This is my point about about Joe not being that great. He's just <laughs> yeah. hanging outside the, just the strip club. And- and it, yeah, he's just drinking and he smokes 10,000 cigarettes in this movie and he gets hit over the back of the head by, you know, some kind of hired goon or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he manages to get out of that situation. But just in time for uh, Corey and Jimmy have driven off and Joe's, uh, you know, searching for him or trying to track him down. But just in time for uh, they run into Corey's car and she gets out to confront whoever's like runner off the road and how many guns do you think oh my lord shot her just like the 
again, this is '90s to me. Like, I don't know if again, I think they worry about today, like doing these action movies and like an overkill. But they yeah. overkilled tons in this movie. We're like, hey, it's good, man. He just he's just dead. He's like, no, we're gonna super kill them, like to where there's, there's like th- three different guys with automatic guns just like she gets shot literally why didn't 20 they just get, 30 like, times why didn't they just hire the lineman to just pick her up and <laughs> shake her and she's done for i don't yeah i, I don't i don't get it. it it's it was like so much overkill for this stripper and again yeah. okay now explain to me because again i guess maybe if it's the storytelling of this movie what is her big deal in this movie no, she had the. She had information she had the, on him. She had the information because she used to date the owner of the stallions. That's and right. she had the recording and the tape between the owner and the and the the senator. Okay. And so they needed to get that, or if they couldn't get that, they needed to take her out so that she couldn't, so she couldn't talk. Okay. Okay, it's all coming back to me. I guess I just sorry for anybody who's going to listen to this and be like, "I'm sorry, I just got to talk this out" because as I watch it. Sometimes these things just don't click with me where I'm like, but she, I, I don't know. So she gets shot, and then they're at the scene of the crime. The police show up, and you know the, the next scene is they're at the police station, but this is where they're questioning Joe, and he's not giving them a whole lot of information. And like, uh, there's two cops in there, and one of them doesn't think much of Joe, and the, like the chief or the captain, I don't know what he is, he's like, yeah, he may not look like much, but... And this is also just out of nowhere. He may not look like much, but that guy once saved the life of the president. <laughs> I was so, like, so silly. <laughs> just go to the absolute extreme. He couldn't have been like, hey, he was a big, good cop one of these days. No, he saved the president's life. And, <sighs> and again, I guess we can fast forward because they do show that scene where, I mean, he gets shot the hell up too to save yeah. the president's life. It's not like one little shot where you go, what? He, he like goes nope. pop pop like right in the chest. Yeah, and they got and and the guy that is playing the president, they they found a guy who looked What's like Jimmy. Sort of con- yes, yeah, okay, okay. I wasn't crazy, right? Yeah, he's a Jimmy Carter lookalike. It looked like Jimmy Carter, kind of infused with a little bit of Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, hold on, <laughs> keep talking, but I was trying to find that scene. <laughs> No, that uh, uh, I wasn't the only one who thought it. I was just like, man, that just it's very odd. But now, so so now we're transitioning from okay, we can't save Corey's life. So now Joe and Jimmy have decided they want to track down who's after her and why. Mm-hmm. And so we got to, and Joe doesn't want Jimmy to come along. He's like, hey, you know, you're not a cop you're not a detective you're just some football player you're gonna get yourself killed and jimmy tells him well i know the secret security code to Corey's house so you need me to come with you first thing i notice is that jimmy is literally wearing a letter jacket for the the la stallions that says like 1989 champions on it there's no way that Troy Aikman has like a 1993 <laughs> Cowboys World Champion letter jacket. I, I, um, when we, uh, when we, I don't know if we send a link out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this 
Jimmy Carter looking motherfucker on the movie thing because he I can't I recognize this actor too. I'd never seen that guy before. Really? No. I feel like I've seen him before. (laughs) (laughs) Those eyebrows. Yeah. He's yeah. God, that is almost pure Jimmy Carter. That's what I thought it was. I thought they were trying to go far enough, like they didn't they couldn't get a Ronald Reagan, I guess. So they're like, just go try to find a Jimmy Jimmy Carter looking son of a bitch, and, and we'll be fine there. But then, yeah, sorry, we're we're just gonna watch this. Oh, he took three oh, and four. Yeah, no kidding. Right the chest. <laughs> yeah, it took three in the chest and one on the shoulder. It looked like. So. so that just sent him on a spiral, which uh, I don't made know. It, made I him guess, ambiguously I guess. drunk and and gamble a bunch. I don't know. We're still in shock. Yes. So again, they had too much stuff because I'm thinking, okay, well, he gets shot in the line of duty protecting the president. I would assume benefits for the Secret Service probably pretty good, and he'd probably be taken care of for the rest of his life. But he's also got another controversy that got him fired that we haven't gotten to yet. And what would that be? Well, that oh. is his his conflict with the with the senator. Because of what he was doing, so I wasn't crazy on that one either. Did they? They only alluded to some of that stuff, right? Is this the stallion's jacket you were talking about? Uh, yeah, the red one. Yeah. Why did it look like it had an Arizona patch on it? Ah, oh, that's a good point. Is that a mess because, up? Because the the state flag for California has the bear on it, right? They screwed this up. They were like, they're going to be the Arizona Stallions. Even the colors are wrong. Hold on. I got to look at this. Because the colors are totally wrong on here. Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, no, no. That is the state flag of Arizona. Watch this. (laughs) Man. ridiculous. What did they do there? This This is, again, I think this movie, they admitted, I think they threw a, threw together all types of shit on here. They re-added, you know, I had read some stuff also. They had rewrites. And I think this is another part where um, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans didn't get along is they were doing rewrites throughout the movie. And I think there was things in there that they were like, we ain't doing this in Arizona. We're doing this in LA. So yeah, if you you see here in this this clip here, I think, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the number on here. No, there it is on his arm. Yeah, it's on his arm. That's the Arizona State flag. Yeah, it's the Arizona State uh, flag, and it's around the 36-minute mark. But, yeah, and and it's a different color. It's red. Their their colors are black. We just just want – we might as well be Joe on this because we're 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 getting the case. (laughs) I'm calling up the president. So, yeah, um, yeah, good call on the thing. I didn't even notice that because I was like, oh, it's just some red jacket. But, no, no. But it, that's so. A, th- they get they get to they get to Corey's house. They find a tape, which actually Jimmy is looking for, where some pills and drugs are supposed to be stashed, and he finds this tape. They go out to play it in the car. It's got this conversation between mm-hmm. the LA team's owner and the senator. Um, we don't get into all the detail because he, he pushes fast forward on the 1991 cassette player and it eats the tape. My only other observation, if you didn't notice, so they walk out of Corey's house or apartment 
and it is quite literally like middle of the afternoon. They get in the car. Oh, okay. Yep. They yep. have a brief conversation. They play the tape for nine seconds. They get out of the car. It's completely dark. Okay, I'm gonna go even further on this. So let's even go. It's not three or four in the afternoon. I've exaggerated there. It's it's kind of dusk, but it's probably uh, okay. But hold on, this looks hours. this looks kind of dusty. Dust right here. This looks yeah. bright. Right. Right here as they're coming down the stairs. And then as they come back down, this oh I love that. I love the little like this is middle of the day right here. This is just a but right here it's a little more dusty. Yeah, and they play the tape pitch black. <laughs> I mean mid it could have been midnight when they did this. <laughs> so I'm to believe that maybe it took them 5 hours to, to like to figure out how to play go it. Through, yeah, sure. They're like they're like looking at it. They're like how do you put this in? And they're like I'm only used to 8 tracks. I don't know. Yeah. No, 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 that's 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 a good find there cuz yeah, that's So again, this might be the one of those movies where I watch this with my daughter years down the road. I don't think she's ready for the last scout yet. No, um, not yet. But she not looks yet. she sees this tape scene and is like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> you know, like the the old tech signal here, but you know, we've all been there. The damn tape thing ate it. Okay, so now they are outside. Hold on, they find they find the C four just luckily in the car, right? Well, he puts it together because after they listen to the tape, or they can't, so so Joe is pissed at Jimmy because he ruined the tape, and he basically you know tells Jimmy to piss off or whatever, and Joe's sitting in his car and he's putting it together because they're at Corey's house. So he's putting it together that uh, Corey had two vehicles. So he, Joe, figures it out that um, whoever wired and bombed his buddy's car, if it's the same people, that's probably what they were looking to do to Corey. They just got the wrong vehicle. Yeah. So he pulls up before Jimmy starts it and blows himself up. And that's how they discovered the, the C4. But then after that, comes one of the other really good scenes in the movie yes. when two of the, I don't know, whoever works for whatever mob this is, uh, comes so, up because so they, they know work they've been for Marconi, right? Yeah. Okay. So these guys, and again, um, we haven't talked about this Marconi guy at all, <laughs> this whole review here, but Marconi is the, the owner of the stallions and he has that. Right. We didn't even talk about that scene. We can, we can, talk about that briefly he's talking to lynn swan at the beginning of the movie uh about you know uh what, i, I want to play that one small portion that he had where he was he basically oh hold on witnessing the death of good journalism lynn oh yeah that was i was gonna play that in the clips that's gonna I be in the clip say, Okay. Then you can explain the drop-off in attendance and TV ratings. Are we witnessing the death of professional football? Oh, I think that we're witnessing the death of good journalism, Lynn. There we go. Boom. That's right. Old, uh, ahead of his time, man. Old Marconi. He, he was. That was the fake news before the fake news, right? That's um, right. By the way, uh, does Marconi look like the um, the Simpsons character Rich uh, Richard O'Hara. 
I don't know. I can't remember that one off the top of my head. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up for a second. But I, I was like, man, he looks like that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, you're gonna laugh when you see this, but yeah, Richard O'Hara. I go, what is that one guy? He's the, um, he's the rich Texan in the movie. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> or in the show. I uh, think I know now. Yeah. Does you? Does he wear a hat that like literally has a dollar sign on it? No, 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 no. He oh, okay. he wears oh. like a. Yeah. I got you. No, 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 no. You're right. Does that look pretty close though? Yeah. Everybody I think at home. Dead on. Everybody at home, go look up Richard O'Hara because it's it's literally what Marconi looks like in this. So, th- this next scene where these two guys confront them because they know they've been in Corey's house and they're trying to get information from him is probably one of the other most well-written scenes in the whole thing. Like, it's funny. Mm-hmm. They, 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 I don't remember how they got there, but the, the one guy that's, that's talking to Joe and Jimmy and they're talking to, about fuck face and asshole. Yeah. And Joe's like, I'm fuck face. He's, He's asshole. asshole. Yeah. That was great. Uh, about the lights yeah. being a, this is, it was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Good little, no, that was, good little quick. That was quip. good. It, in this movie, this is basically just kind of a great value version of Lethal Weapon. That's a good, it was a good scene. It was yeah. well written and well executed. You gotta in this movie, and again, I hate to say it, and this is why I, I don't feel like I'm like go to the Back to the Future review. Man, I feel like I'm on it. It's because I've seen that movie upside and down. I would even say the Howard the Duck man when we did the Howard the Duck man. I was all over that. This movie, it was really hard when I, the scenes that I loved. I loved them, but there's yeah. other scenes in this movie where I was like, "Oh my god, just come on, let's go!" You know, like <laughs> it was just a lot of talking around about you know clues and stuff, but it was just wasn't exciting at all. You know, but when it got actiony, it got action. Yeah. You know, that's it was that's good. that's what I liked about Shut it. Shut up, fuck so, me. Oh, all right, I had to take a break. I go to the bathroom. All right, hit pause. And we're back from our small break. But, hey, uh, about that scene, and I thought we were going to get into the – there's a um, – uh, going back to CinemaSins, there's a – have you ever seen the movie Prometheus? It's probably been uh, a while. Just, just, I've seen it, like, once, but I've seen it before, yeah. But there's this scene where they're, like, running as something's falling. I can't remember what shit was falling. And they are just running forward whenever when they could just go that way. Like move over, and I thought they almost yeah. were about to do this in this movie, where like running with, from the car that just exploded. And I'm like, just go over that way, and you're fine. No, I think I think that's at the end of Prometheus. That I think yeah. it's Charlize Theron's character is running away from like this giant like rolling deal, and yeah, yeah. she could just turn right and just run like go, ten feet. Yeah, you're good. You're clear. <laughs> it's like no. Yeah. Hey, but we never know what we're gonna do until we're in that moment. Exactly. I can't. I can't Monday morning quarterback people running from big, large things. So, you know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, meet these guys, and he puts the C four right onto the trunk where, um, on the clip there. Yeah, inside it and shuts the trunk. And shuts when the, the trunk. When the guys walk up. And I think I guess he had the foresight that he would want to get into the trunk and shoot it. Because, again, I don't know how many – I didn't do trunk shoot uh, numbers on this, but I saw there's at least two or three, But um, especially at the end when here, it goes to the pool. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, here's a question that, that maybe uh, 
gunman in the audience can can answer, but uh, is that a real effective method? If you no. shut your trunk and you're locked out of it, just you might, to start, you might fuck up the lock even more. Now you really can't get into it. <laughs> you're just firing your lock at it. Yeah, or you just miss it, and now you just have holes in trunk. Right. So, no, it's not an effective way of opening trunks. Is just firing loose rounds into it. But so anyway, so- the car blows up violently and rolls down a hill and almost crushes them. Mm-hmm. I guess it kills the other two guys. I can. Ha- we didn't. That. We didn't go to the hospital and check on them, but I'm. I'm just yeah. assuming that they were blown to pieces. <laughs> I assume. I also assume moments later that a huge rainstorm came through and put out the <laughs> fire. Out the fire. Like huge. To see here. That, that big old LA rainstorm that's been going on around here. Um, so they get taken back to the uh, police station where they get fucking yelled at. I guess for probably unauthorized police work which is usually what they get in trouble for yeah he was yeah i mean it was not only that i think the captain threatened joe with if i see you again i'm gonna put a bullet in your head pretty sure that's that's not what they teach in the academy no that's a terroristic threat and no big deal um we're gonna kind of go a little fast because again this is this movie is an hour and I'm not doing credits. An hour and forty minutes long. It felt yeah. much longer. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. And this is kind of the the crux of the movie. Again, it's got gut. It's got good bollocks in the movie, but there's too much fat in this. Like I would have, I would have cut at least twenty minutes off this movie. But yeah, that's just me. So they go up to his house. They meet. They meet the daughter. Played by the great Danielle Harris, I think is her name. Right. Yes. What else was she in? Because I recognized her. She's been in tons of things whenever I was a kid. Just movies. Name one. Uh, the one I was thinking of. She was in Free Willy. She was one of. <laughs> she was okay. the one of the little boy's friend. Okay. Uh, did she voice one of the Rugrats? There's tons of things. I'm only okay. scratching the surface on this. I, I can I can pull up more here, but she so, she's been she was again one of the people who was just in movies and TV shows in the '90s. So she was in back. Growing Pains and uh, oh, I remember that one. She was in Erie, Erie, Indiana. Indiana? Yeah, Erie. I, Indiana. I used to watch that. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Uh, so they go back to his house. They meet the daughter. She's super attitudinal, 13-year-old. She's cussing and stuff like that. And then we find out kind of why Jimmy went south in his career, which it wasn't just like, hey, I started taking pills because I hurt my knee or something like that. He literally, on a day that he had a game with the Stallions, his eight-month pregnant wife went out for a walk and got hit by a truck that hopped the curb and it killed her. They were able to deliver his son who lived for 17 minutes and then he passed away. And like the most depressing part of the script that he mentioned, like he lived long enough to be able to like have a thought or a dream. I can't remember what he said. And then he died. And I was like, good Lord. We've got one guy, one guy who saved the president, 
and another guy who's basically the best quarterback in the pseudo NFL who's been kicked out of the league because of drugs and gambling, drugs. drugs and gambling, which was triggered by the fact that his pregnant wife went on a walk and a truck just hopped the curb and ran her over. Like they can't just do like a little, they got to ramp everything up. Like I can only imagine again, I'm sure they were in the writing room, like late nineties, early nineties, kind of just all on coke and be like yo man he needs to be like tons of oh god tons of explosions he's got to be uh oh, he he's the, he, the president he got, pre, he got shot by uh, another guy and it's, it's just like totally just rambling nonsense cocaine fevered like writing is all i can no, say it's may, that makes uh that makes perfect sense of how we got to this point uh, by the way, one more. Uh, she was in Don't Tell the, the... I remember this one. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. She was one of the kids. Okay. Uh, I didn't remember City Slickers. Uh, she was in Halloween movies. And I'm trying to find another uh, one that she was in. Oh. Uh, was she... Which which Halloween? Was it Halloween 4 or 5? Well, it says Halloween The Curse of Michael. This is 6. Okay. I think that's the one where she's supposed to be like... Michael Myers' young cousin oh, or something. I'm sorry. She was actually four and five. I, I four and five. Up there, yeah. So yeah, that was that was actually a pretty good one, as I remember. That was her first film. Was Halloween four? Hey, the scene where she's running away in the house from him—that's pretty pretty intense. At least thirteen-year-old me remembers it that way. Yeah, and with her being—I'm not gonna lie—Danielle Harris. Looking nice. Looking nice. <laughs> right. You proceed with the movie review, and I'm gonna. Whenever I decide. Okay, so let's a move. Research. So yeah, again, all balls to wall. The daughter's a cursing, like just cursed all the time. By the way, uh, in a thought, thing that I saw is this is one of her favorite movies she ever she ever filmed. I guess really? she, she was too young. She was in Halloween for shit's sakes, but I guess yeah. this one was cool because more of an action flick, and there was a whole bunch of exploding shit everywhere, probably. Hey, Daniel Harris is the same age as I am. Mm. She's only five foot tall. No way. You know, I, I think she was one of those uh, child stars who... Good Lord. Sorry. <laughs> Did you just find a good Daniel Harris? <laughs> Is that her with all the tattoos? No. Or maybe that's just body paint? No, I don't think... No. So, was I right, though? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it went a little above and beyond in a couple of these that I've seen. Anyway, we need to get back to the movie. Move along. Oh, my Lord. All right. Yeah, I just found those ten. Um, anyways... Where the fuck was I? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's also because she could like at a young age, she was able to like curse in the movie. I think she yeah. probably had a good time with that. Um, so he, uh, Bruce Willis's character Joe, catches uh, Jimmy doing some drugs, so he punches him and kicks him out. Of course, you got to have this scene. It's like the normal like. We get together and we're a little close and now you fucked up and now we're broken right. up now. But again, at the end, we're always going to come together to finish the mission type thing, right? Sure, uh, absolutely. So to move along a little more on this, the police guys find out that he's that Joe's full of shit. 
And now, yeah, we're getting to the bad guys picking Joe up. Yeah, so they basically they yeah they get Joe, they knock him out, kidnap him, take him to their lair or whatever, which which led to <laughs> lair, yeah, whatever you want to call <laughs> I it. I know it's just it is because but, but G- Jimmy still wants to help him out, which led to one of the funniest lines I thought in the movie is. And and good use of Damon Wayans, uh, you know, uh, comedic ability as he's sitting in his car and he's like, "Gosh, well, what would what would Joe do? What would Joe do? Ah, uh, well, he'd he'd kill everybody oh, and yeah. just smoke a bunch smoke of cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes, yes, yes. Like uh, a great line, well executed. That was literal, like a laugh out loud. There was two or three moments in this movie that were." legitimately funny and that oh, was one of them they're funny but then there's the the scenes where maybe it may have not intended to be super funny but i'll tell you one of them that i really laughed out loud and this is another one of those i'm probably going to put it in the clip but might as well play it again right here so they get pulled over by that detective <laughs> <laughs> and, I know exactly what this is. And Joe's passed out. By the way, the detective just walked by Joe, who's passed out in the car right next to him. And he comes up, and I will play this right now. Good morning, gentlemen. Is there a problem? Yes, officer. As a matter of fact, there is a problem. Apparently, there are too many bullets in this gun. Naughty boy, Joseph. You just shot a policeman. So what a line! <laughs> what a scene! <laughs> again, this this movie's again. I feel like you literally feel like you're on drugs when you watch this movie because because oh, yeah. there's times where you're just like, all right, come on, move along, and then. There's too many bullets in this gun, and he shoots, and you're like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? I mean, and Jimmy is trying to track him down, and at some point here pretty soon, uh, the, as he's trying to track down Joe and all that, that they the bad guys get him and throw him off a bridge. Oh, God. that, was, that He, he just on. lands on a car. What a bump that he took. <laughs> He's got well. What was funny about that is he got up and he was like, "I'm okay, I'm okay." And then all of a sudden he realized he wasn't okay and he just collapsed yeah, to the ground. Yeah. Freaking mankind didn't take a <laughs> no. So ultimately, we end up back at the the I bad mean, guys. We go to the lair. We got to go back to the lair where he meets he meets Marconi. And- yes, and we have the big reveal of of what this controversy is and what. What we is never it found all out about what was on the tape and you know what are we trying to hide here and stuff and the big problem is that you know professional football the interest is waning and p- the fans don't like free agency and the players make too much money or there's too much I, whatever i mean he listed off a few things the game's not like the way it's supposed to and the way that we're going to we're going to turn this around yeah. the way that we're going to bring it back. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. We're going to legalize sports gambling. <laughs> and it was like me watching it now. I was just like an immediate power down. of, Okay. <laughs> we're going to go. Hold on. This is like, <laughs> I know it's through bribing and over. It's like, 
we're going to go through the legal process of having <laughs> legalized gambling. <laughs> it's like, we've got legislation for legalized gambling. It's like, that's not as sinister as I thought it would be, but all right. Right. It doesn't hold up at all because it wasn't even like they were going about it in a way that was criminal. Other than I guess he he the, mentions that he paid off he paid some off senators to get to get votes, but one he wasn't able to, and he wanted to kill that one. Right, and so. that that's going to get us to the to the last scene in the movie. But that that payoff of sports gambling certainly worked in 1991, but in 2022 that got just a huge thumbs down for me. Like, what if he would have been like been real mad at me, like? And I got these other guys lined up. They're called DraftKings, and we're going to get them going. <laughs> and we're going to get gambling everywhere. One day you'll be able to do it off your phone. <laughs> off your phone. You're talking craziness, Marconi. Marconi, craziness. Yeah, there definitely was like, yeah, that is the most sinister plan. It's like, you're going to legalize gambling? Oh, are you going to legalize prostitution too? <laughs> it's like... Uh, so that did that part did not hold up well no. at all, and and I didn't remember that that was the big crux of the of the controversy of, of all of this. Everything around yes. this is all bent on legalizing gambling and getting people back into football, because yeah. because again, football is becoming unpopular, and you've noticed in the last thirty years, football has gone down since ninety one. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Bottom of the barrel stuff. Yeah, but so again, I think this is a lot of that, you know, Bruce Willis rewriting things, and also like, you know, I love, you know, Bruce Willis had it in hand whenever he did this whole Marconi scene where he's just like, you know, like imminent death could be going on right now. There's like no reason to keep you around. They could shoot you in the face right then and there, and no one would even know about it. But he's just constantly like, you're an asshole. Fuck you. Like, just being like total, like, just so, like, even the character in there goes, sure do got a lot of balls on you there. And it's like, why do you have to tough talk every verse? Like, can't you just be like, come on, man. Like, even like. Well, it's it's the same idea of, uh, you know, like a John Wick movie. When he walks in a room and there's eight guys in there and they all fight him one by one. Like they don't just all run at him at the same time where no human ever could fight their way out of that situation. It's always one runs to him and the others just stand there. And then when he's beat up, the next one runs over. Yeah. And so God, I'm telling you, I, I've, I literally, this is one of the hardest movie reviews I feel like we've ever had to do because there's so many things going on, and it's so long, and I'm like, hold on, what, did this happen before that one? Because now they take him into the woods, and I guess they're going to kill him there. But it's always the whole bad guy, you can't just shoot him in the head and then kill You're done. This movie's over. Yeah. And, and I even got confused in this, because this is where they're trying to plant the briefcase with C4 that's going to go to the senator. So there's and like I, multiple ways that they're going to try to kill him. Yeah, and I thought it was they were giving it to the guy that's like the senator's bodyguard, but maybe he was in on it too. I I, I don't know. I at the end I didn't quite understand all that, 
I think I was more distracted by, uh, like in the, the owner's house and his mansion. And this is a very nineties thing that every villain always has a giant aquarium in their, like in their, where the, where the dramatic scene is. And surprisingly the aquarium was not shot out in this one. Cause that's usually a part of yeah. or that it's scene. Like a, didn't he, I thought he had like a very gigantic fireplace, which always I always thought was a big one too. Like they would always have like kind of alluding to like they're the devil and there's fire or something like that. And I'm always maybe like, so, yeah, maybe so. So then everybody, so again, he uh, Damon Wayans ends up with his daughter. I think she sneaks into the car. Yeah. And that's the scene where in the woods and, and the, the whole deal is that they're trying to they're trying to set this up with a frame Joe for being the guy who sends the briefcase with the bomb in it to where the senator is going to be. The senator is the one guy who won't vote for legalized gambling. So the L.A. Stallions owner is is worked with this other group or they're his guys uh, to take out the senator. Because, of course, if you kill him, the person that replaces him, I guess you'll determine how they'll vote. Because I guess if you kill the senator and then he just keeps like, well. killing the senators. I mean, this, <laughs> somebody's going to get a eventually figure this out. Uh, they appoint a new one and they're like, yeah, I'm also against sports gambling. Damn it. <laughs> well, technically, if he would have died maybe they had their pocket into the governor because the governor appoints uh, senators. So there you go. Maybe so. So in the end, I mean, the the crux of this plan is they're sending this briefcase to where it's going to be, where the senator is, and it's going to blow him up, which I guess is going to be in a suite at an L.A. Stallions game. So that's our our last scene That's where we're going to. Okay, so, that's where we're ending up to. That's where everybody... And, and I have to... You know, we haven't had any more rain, but we're <laughs> headed to the L.A. Coliseum. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. We, no, we, go we, ahead. we have almost jumped a big, big part of this. Okay. Because okay. they're... Okay, so Damon Wayans and, and the little girl... Uh, I don't remember what her name is. Daniel Harris. Nah, it doesn't matter. But little girl, uh, Joe's daughter, meet up, and they were all in the woods. I mean, again, this is one of those wild scenes where I was like, I can't believe this is in this movie because it's just, again, somebody should have just got shot in the head and this is over. So so they're like, yeah, go take, they finally captured Dane Wayne's character and Bruce Willis' character and they're like, go shoot him in the head and get rid of him. And it's like, okay. So, but they had to walk somewhere, which I guess are they walking to the holes? I'm not sure exactly where they're going. Again, they didn't really explain this. So then, out of nowhere, the little girl shows up and she has a little stuffed animal and she's like playing with it. He's like, "Oh, just let the little girl go." And then she goes, "No, I, don't you want to play with, like with this little thing?" So hold on, I, I'm gonna. Uh, let me... Again, back to your cocaine theory. <laughs> this is this supports it even more. Like we'll have her. Hold a puppet, but it's got a gun in it. <laughs> Hold on, what is the reveal there? <laughs> because this is just so like, I kind of knew what was happening, but I also was like, I can't believe this is happening because it, yeah. it went on so long that I would just, I would have shot him in the head just for bothering. Can you I don't make know. him talk? Huh? 
try. Go ahead, take it. Because they, they had agreed that we were going to put a gun in a stuffed animal eventually. <laughs> okay. It's riddle time. Why did Mr. Milo cross the road? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were all Milo. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> and Milo, that's the thing. We don't have enough time to address Milo's character because he might have been the best thing about this whole movie. Yes. But, you know, we'll have a Milo He's podcast. He's got too many bullets later. in his gun, so. Um, Dude, yes. What is the problem? There's too many bullets in this gun. Is one of the greatest, <laughs> greatest lines of all lines time. Ever. I mean, literally. Ugh. But, so he's got his hand in this little, it looks like a cat stuffed animal. But is there a gun in there, but he's all able to have a gun in there and move its mouth that does not flow with me? No. Okay. So let's let's move on to what he says here. I don't know why. Because his dick was stuck in a chicken. <laughs> he got all the goons in the lab. Yeah. Furball? Yeah. Hurry, Tom. This is probably the first pussy a lot of you guys have seen in a long time. Especially this fat fuck over here. Where'd you get this suit, Grandpa? Gangsters arrest? Again, I can't count the people and all this, but it looked like there was like six guys around there, all with guns, and they were all able to just finagle their way out of this. Can I, can I say something, though? Go ahead. Does anybody in a movie look more cool than Bruce Willis when he does that turn of his head right before he shoots at somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's the best. Oh, yeah. There, there's no one cooler than... Uh, sorry about that. But no one cooler than old Brucey. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, go... Okay, so let's let's fast forward a little bit. He uh, He's already been thrown off the thing. Okay, I'm just yeah. trying to make sure I'm not missing anything. There's so much in this movie. No, we're getting to the... <laughs> go to the, the Coliseum. Action, the, the climax of the film. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, God, we missed oh. another part. We're not even in the Coliseum yet. There is a car that just landed into this rich guy's... <laughs> this guy's pool. <laughs> you know who that rich guy is? Uh, He's... Uh, the guy from Wayne's World? <laughs> no, he's well. It might be in Wayne's World. He was the neighbor in the Burbs. Yes, with he Tom was, Hanks. Yes, he was. And then he got shot in the head. And he got everybody got shot in the head. There's so many people that, and they're not like where there's a little splatter. Like you see the bullet hole and every like. Yeah, man, they. That's not real. That's not the way that that looks. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. Um, you never know. So yeah, okay, we'll move along. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to find out, but. I have to get to the part that bothered me that I had. I basically had to pause and like walk around the house a little bit. So this last scene, it's the football game. It's where the Senators at. It's at the L.A. Coliseum. Mm -hmm. It's the Los Angeles Stallions. It's been established through a prior scene that they are playing the whatever team from Tampa Bay. So it's Los Angeles versus Tampa Bay. What? Our it first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Our first overhead shot of the stadium, both the ends, <laughs> both the end zones say San Diego in them. Okay, so it wasn't crazy. Okay, yeah. And it, it's clearly Jack Murphy Stadium where the Chargers used to play. Jack Murphy Stadium. Which again, why are you using that? The Los Angeles Coliseum literally exists. Yeah. Why can't you use it? 
I guess they, they can't have two home games. And oh no, that was a different. That was a different year, right? <sighs> Did they explain uh, that too? Like that that was a year ago or whatever. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't crazy that. It did say Tampa, but then the end zone says San Diego. And it looks what, – what stadium was that? Was that the LA Coliseum? No, I think it was an old shot of where the – The well, Chargers you know used what? to play. It might have been the one – The thing is, it, it was said San Diego, but it wasn't in the Chargers colors, which was makes it even more confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it seemed like it was stock footage. But I don't, I don't even care about the stadium continuity, just – like you've mentioned in the script that it's Los Angeles and Tampa Bay that are playing. How would you possibly get to the end of this and be like, yeah, I'm fine. That it says San Diego in the end zone. That's a nor- totally normal thing. Nothing to see here. I think there are numerous, numerous uh, issues just like that. Where again, this thing was, they had a good core of it. Everything was, I mean, there are scenes in here that are fantastic, but they just couldn't get out of their way with these little continuity issues and and script rewrites, and, and it's just like that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Like this doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. You want to take it from here because I, I don't know if I can even verbalize the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, so again, they end up at LA Coliseum. They go into the. I guess this is. In, I'm so confused where this last scene is where they're in the lair. Is this inside? Because it looks like his office, but they're at a road game. I'm so confused. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. I'm just making sure that we're all confused. We have no idea. What, again, I will say this movie is so wild ass, but I'm telling you, in the good parts that are good, I mean, it's great. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. So they shoot them. Everybody gets shot. I'm not really sure. I, I really I don't know why you're putting on me to take this because <laughs> I don't know. Everyone just gets shot at the in the end of this, <laughs> except for the aquarium. Which except is for the, the aquarium. But uh, Marconi runs off, takes a suitcase, and then well, now- they. So, so they mentioned that uh, because they had pulled kind of like the switcheroo mm-hmm. and, and they ended up, they had the suitcase that had the money in it and they had the suitcase that had the C4 in it in Bruce Willis's car, which they parked outside the Coliseum before they went in and went down to the lair. So they had mentioned that the money is in a briefcase in the car, mm-hmm. but they put the, the, one with the money was in the trunk. The one with the bomb in it was just sitting in the seat, which I don't know how advisable that is. But when when Mar- Marcone or Marconi walks out there to his vehicle, they were parked next to him. And he looks over and he sees that briefcase because they mentioned it's in a white Mercedes. Um, that yes. briefcase is sitting in the front seat. So he's like, oh, hell yeah. So he, of course, he just shoots the window out because nobody would notice that. There's only like... Oh, I guess there's only 29,000 people attending this game. So maybe there's no, nobody else is coming inside. <laughs> so he takes the briefcase that actually has the bomb in it. And then we get to that later, but we know what's in store for what's him in at, store the, uh, and then, hold on, at the so, end of the movie. 
what's this whole thing where he shoots the fireplace thing and then he catches on fire and then now they're uh, able to shoot everybody? That was all that, very confusing. That was there was a scene where they got some ammo and something was called like a shredder or something. Right. And and Damon Wayans pretended that that was the key to the locker where yeah. the tape was, I think. And he threw it in the fire. And the guy's like, yeah, get the key, get the key. And, and Damon Wayans or, or Jimmy turns to Joe and says, yeah, it's the kind of key that shreds. So uh, that they know that what's about to happen. Because I guess then that would be the explosive reaction to throwing that in the fire. I don't know if that's the case. So the race is on now. Uh, Marconi grabs that suitcase. And now they're... He's got to go find Milo, who is who's up in the lights. Who's gonna go and instead of blowing him up? Hold on, I was gonna hold on. We're now I'm stuck on this whole San Diego thing, so I wasn't crazy. <laughs> we're, we're now rolling into the scene where they they show the. So this stadium looks like the old like where the Chargers used to play. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what they used. I think they just defaulted to. Hey, nobody will notice or nobody cares. No smart asses on a podcast will ever know that that is not the L.A. Coliseum. That's not. That's absolutely where the Chargers used to play. Okay, hundred percent. But that is that's not the L.A. Coliseum. I can tell the difference between the L.A. Coliseum. That's not it at all. But again, it is what it is. So, but yes, you see San Diego at the end of there. Do you think that's a the San Diego State play there? Did yeah, maybe so, they, may, so maybe they maybe screwed that up. Yeah, maybe that's where the different colors are in the end zone because it wasn't the blue and gold. Maybe it was from a, like an Aztecs game. Again, back in the day, you couldn't just CGI that end zone, so that part was covered up. They just go. Are Bah-. you telling me it was impossible to get an overhead shot from Los Angeles freaking Coliseum? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was not. Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So yeah, the race is on to go get Milo. Who's now going to shoot the senator in the face? And now Damon Wayans jumps on a horse. <laughs> they are the stallions. Okay, there would be there, a horse there. There would be a readily available horse. That's just what happens. <laughs> <clears throat> he jumps on the horse and then tackles the one guy, and then he stops and he goes, "Give me the ball to the guy." Because <laughs> he knows. Just telling me. <laughs> But he did just get his hand shot, too, didn't he? That's a very good point. I was going to add that. Okay. So, with a with a shot hand, he grabs the football, races down there on the horse to throw the football at the senator to save his life. Because, so again, because, because, again, hold on. Now I'm even thinking of a crazier thing. Because, God forbid, there be legalized gambling. <laughs> <laughs> It's right. It's right next to free agency. Is the two biggest evils. In, I would just be like, I don't know, the entire dude. world. I hate to be an asshole. I'd be like, I guess they're gonna shoot a sinner tonight. I guess we can. Should we call somebody? I'd be like, I don't care. Like, he's a dickhead, anyways. Like, they shoot so, a senator. He has the knowledge to be able to jump on a horse and throw a football at the senator's face. And he hits him right at the exact moment that Milo is perched up in the, like in the light standard, and fires a shot at him. Because you can see in that scene when the ball hits the center in the face and knocks him back, the bullet hits the ball, and the ball like blows up. Like but it all happens. The at ball one time. is 
bulletproof because it would have just gone through the ball and shot him in the face. Well, not at that angle though. Really? Because it would have it would have knocked him back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's how strong his arm was. I'll halfway believe that because I was like the the whole thing of it didn't the the physics of it didn't jive with me. So well, again, so you have an idea, and here's my idea: Damon Wayans <laughs> jump on a horse and throw a football off a horse to a suite, hit the senator in the head, and it knocks him back, so it doesn't shoot him. But no, 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 that's not enough. Let's make sure that like ten minutes before he got Damon Wayans got shot, shot in point the, blank in the hand, in his throwing hand, he wouldn't be able to feel anything. No, he would have. He would have. I don't know what he would. And by the way, if you do look back in that scene, I don't know if they let Damon Wayne throw a football. It looked horrific, too. Like him <laughs> trying to notice that. To, yeah, to, him trying to throw the football. I mean, he 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 looked awful trying to do that. Oh, poor Damon Hold Wayans. On. Yeah, didn't look like he was a seasoned uh, thrower of footballs. But hold on. Uh, we're going to have to watch it. Sorry, everybody. We're going to have to watch this scene together just so we can. I don't know if he can get a little fuzzy internet. Oh, no. I think it's. I'm just... not getting any. Oh, here comes the throw. Because he's got a. Th... Did you see that throwing motion? Yeah. It was a little. It was a little. Like, no See, one... the ball explodes right when the right when it hits his face. I... Okay, but if never mind, I'm not gonna. I'm we're not gonna bog on the the physics of the ball and the, hey, and the bullet. You want to bog on something? Bog away. Right, I'm gonna bring this up and I'm gonna leave it to you to comment. Okay. What do you think the odds are that that Jimmy's character would know how to ride a horse? Uh, they did have a saddle, correct? did but can anybody just get on a horse that has a saddle and be like oh yeah this is totally normal let I me believe just ride across most, this field i think most like get on the horse and then like the horse just looks at me like i'm not doing anything <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> my, my take is that if anyone even suggested jimmy get on the horse he would have been like hell no <laughs> or yes and be like no, this brother ain't getting on this horse. And then, then, but again, I think he would try to get on the horse, and the horse would actually like run to the opposite side right. of the center. And he's like, no, that way. He would just, <laughs> that way. He would just been him going in circles on the field. <laughs> Meanwhile, the senator has his head just blown in half. Is, is that Jimmy Dixon running on a horse <laughs> in a circle? Is the senator's brains is out? <laughs> That's how this movie should end. Yeah, that's exactly what it. Is. You know how like in China now they're uh, uh, they're redoing movies like in uh, Fight Club. Oh yeah, like Fight Club at the end, they all get arrested instead of yeah. blowing up everything. <laughs> China, oh do that one. Yeah. Okay. We'll see the the full blown Chinese version of <laughs> the Last Boy Scout. I don't think they would do that either because obviously they do not like authority figures getting shot in the face. So. No. So yes, uh, that's you know, Joe beats the dog ass out of okay, beats the dog ass out of Milo and then throws Milo, and under I don't know why this low flying helicopter is down there, but Milo couldn't Again. just Milo couldn't just fall to his death 
from the lights. He had to fall from his death while being just ate up by the propeller of the helicopter. Into a helicopter. And it's, I thought that was a perfect ending to this whole movie. That movie should have just in just like, well, that's the way the last Boy Scout go. <laughs> like, so <laughs> if that wasn't ridiculous enough, then they, they get outside because everything is, hey, we're just going to calmly walk outside as we've had this shootout at a football game. And they get up to the car and they look at it and they realize that the briefcase with the bomb is gone. And they just kind of look at each other and smirk. And then you, you cut to the scene with the owner. He's sitting in his poor dogs. That's who I, I thought. I was about to say, yeah, I did for. think that too. I don't know why my weak heart, but I saw the Dobermans. I'm like, well, they're dead. Yeah, those poor dogs. He opens up the briefcase. His whole house just explodes. And and they look and, over. Oh, by the way, the, the continuity doesn't vibe here because I'm like, which house is this LA house? Aren't you in? Are you in San Diego or Tampa? Are you in LA? Where are you? <laughs> and, it's, and he just happens to live close enough that they would see it. Yes. it's almost like a fireworks display. Of well, what July if it was 4th. on the other side of the stadium? What? What? Where? Where, <laughs> right. like, where, what are the odds? You just like look over, like <laughs> Marconi got it. <laughs> like, and they just have a big laugh. And then I don't know. I think we had a last scene in this movie. There was a, I, again that's the whole part. Of, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, him and his wife get back together. And I'm like, oh that seems, yeah, that seems likely. And then again, they kind of allude that. Stay tuned for the last Boy Scout too, where Day wins and, and no. Bruce Willis come back for you know because they're gonna team up. Not happening. Yeah. So. So, oh, uh, final thoughts on the last Boy Scout. I'm not thinking if I can find any other fun facts about the boys, uh, the last Boy Scout, but no, I, I couldn't believe that it actually. I think its score on Rotten Tomatoes was somewhere around fifty percent, which is not great, but I expected it to be like fifteen percent. Yes, I figured. I mean, God, I know way worse movies. I mean. I'm not again. It's a it's a bad movie that's so bad that it's an amazing because you're like I can't believe this got made. It's amazingly awesome that it got made. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's a it's a it's a it's a rip off of a movie like Lethal Weapon. It's a, it's a rip off of like three different movies. Right. But but not quite as well made as any of the ones that it rips off. And it could have been. Sadly, I think it could have been uh, much better, but they, as you pointed out, they cocained it up way too much. Yeah, these, yeah, the Shane Black was full on on so much coke and everything else. I, I mean, my final thoughts on this again, I, I came in on this, and there's a usually the movie reviews that I like doing are the ones where I I have seen. Most of all these movies, I think again, Howard the Duck, one I didn't, and <laughs> and that is another one that was just so hilariously bad. Where you're you're just like, this is I cannot believe this movie got made, and it wasn't again, it wasn't as successful as the the last Boy Scout, but they just couldn't they couldn't keep me on scenes. But whenever the these if they had tightened up and made it a little more interesting in these inner scenes, these, you know, really, really good scenes would have 
really meshed a lot better yeah. with it. But I was just like, you know, you would just hear them talk about some, and it just, they just had too much going on, and then you just couldn't keep your interest. And then out of nowhere, you're just like, holy shit, the, the, that guy just got shot in the head. Oh, like, like that's, that's kind of the things that would happen. Right. So, I mean, overall, would I see this movie again? I, again, I don't know. I, I would say if anyone has not seen it, I, I would recommend to. watching it once because no. you're either going to enjoy it because you think it's good or it's just so over the top and ridiculous, you'll still enjoy it. No, I think that is more or less what you should watch. And yes, everybody should watch it just to say one time. Because again, I had not seen this movie. I only watched this movie last time for uh, last year for the first time, and I was like upset that I had never seen this movie. <laughs> I was upset that no one had screamed at me and said, "Please, why have not? Why have you not watched the last Boy Scout?" And um. Uh, again, I'm telling you, just A-grade scene. I mean, some of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie mixed in with some of the weirdest continuity errors and just long, drawn-out crap where I'm like, this could have been cut. Oh, my God, I don't yeah. even see this. And it's just... No, there's, yeah. there's absolutely... You could take... You could, you could splice one-liners and stuff from about four or five scenes of this movie and put into a trailer, and you'd be like... That this, looks like the that looks like the coolest funniest movie, yeah. That that I've ever seen, and then you'd see the rest of it and be like, "What?" Yeah. Um, so let me end with again. I'm gonna go down. I, I love watching. Uh, whenever I used to watch movies, I don't do it much anymore. But I'd watch movies, and then I would have IMDb up as I watch it. It's just a trivia stuff. So okay. as it goes down, it says Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis hate each other. Tony Scott hated working with uh, producer Joe Silver. Uh, did you know also Joe Silver was uh, uh, that character in True Romance, that producer who was all on cocaine? No, I didn't know that. That that character was based off of Joel Silver. Oh, okay. So okay, it even okay, makes okay. even more like yeah. Shane Black and Joel Silver and all and Bruce Willis they were all on coke, just going nuts all over this movie. <laughs> Um, a riot nearly occurred during the filming at the LA Coliseum hundreds of thousands were called for a second day of shooting but at the last minute decision was made to cancel the recall the extras were not informed of the decision and arrived expecting a day of work they they were refused pay for the production and discontent uh, grew they began to surge against the barrier surrounding the set Riot police were called <laughs> because <laughs> so it's weird. I, you this know, is just not a mess. really a mess. not really a history of rioting in Los Angeles. That seems, <laughs> they never had, yeah, yeah out were, of the norm. They weren't, they weren't prepared for that. Um, Joel Silver said the making of this film was one of the worst of one of the three worst experiences of my life making this movie. Uh, Tony Scott reiterated that same thing uh because joel because joel silver and bruce willis this is the part that i had, i remember uh reading took over the production altered parts of shane black's script and made him 
shoot scenes he hated under the threat of being fired and having to forfeit his his salary. Tony Scott. Ah, uh, okay. So okay. this this whole thing makes <laughs> complete sense at the end of the day when you watch the movie and then you hear all this this bollocks happening behind behind the thing where you know Bruce Willis who's just coming off of Die Hard who, who can mm-hmm. basically do whatever he wants at this point and with Joel Silver who is the biggest uh, producer at this time you know do whatever he wants and has all this money to go on so I don't know uh, yeah that explains the whole one million uh, man I cannot believe they sold that script for so much yeah <laughs> Shawshank's here, and it's like, no, I don't have something. Uh, what's that one? Uh, Die Hard? <laughs> yeah, it was called Die Hard. And again, watch that movie. And I mean, The Last Boy Scout is only tied in because that's what, mm-hmm. uh, when when Joe's daughter gets Jimmy's autograph, he he puts to, to the daughter of The Last Boy Scout. So that's how you get the, the title of this movie. But how could you call this thing Die Hard? Like, that would be wouldn't make any sense whatsoever um uh shane black and tony scott both said in later years how the original script was far better than the final film okay so by the way hey you know what shane black if you're hearing this can you release is there a way to release the original script like was there parts of the original script that were filmed and then then they put all the other crazy bullshit in Hey, we remake everything else. Let's just uh, remake the who, last. Yeah. Who Maybe. are we gonna get? Okay, let's first recast idea. it. Recast it. Okay. First idea: Damon Wayans Jr. <laughs> and the guy from the meet. Uh, what's? Damn it! They were in a show together. Uh, um, the new girl. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? They made a movie together. It's called Let's Be Cops. Jake Johnson. <laughs> yes. Let's do Dude. it. That'd be great. See if Shane Black is still alive. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we're, let's get him on Twitter and say, hey, this is our idea. You're remaking it with these two guys, and it's the original script, and it'll be awesome. Did you know he he wrote and directed Iron Man 3? Well, Iron Man 3 is arguably the worst <laughs> movie in the Marvel so, series. So, so it so, super yes. makes sense. <laughs> So yes, I can. I can definitely believe that. Oh my god! We'll uh, leave that out. We'll leave message in. <laughs> we'll leave message. Uh, about, about an hour fifty. I would just. I wouldn't even listen. But uh, everything else, <laughs> I'll clip it for you. Don't even worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of all. And apparently, you know, this this movie ruined a whole lot of relationships with Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. Apparently Bruce Willis and Joel Silver, because Joel Silver was part of the Die Hard shit. Okay. And yeah. after this, they were like, Die Hard 3 came around, and he's like, eh, fuck Joe. We're, we're just going to do this on our own. So, um, Vince, do you remember Vince Evans? Uh, Yeah, former Raiders great. Well, apparently Damon Wayans had trained with him, which, again, I'm not sure for what, because he had no quarterback scenes except for the last four scene. So. I, w- I wonder if there was stuff that was in the original version and they may have looked at it and been yeah. like, yeah, we can't. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. Yeah. 
Uh, this is new. Uh, I don't know how this would have worked, but Mel Gibson was considered for the role of Jimmy Dix. David Wayne's. Interesting. Role. I'm not sure how that would have worked at all. Yeah, I don't think that would have worked. I think, again, there were so many movies in the 90s that were doing the whole white guy, black guy collabora- collaborations. Like, uh, yeah. Again, uh, that movie was Money Talks, by the way, with, oh, with Kristen, yes, yes. <laughs> which is a great movie. That one with uh, uh, Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. Was, was that Nothing to Nothing Lose? Nothing to Lose, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, and I was a huge fan. I probably watched all of those. I'm kind of shocked that I didn't watch this one. But, uh, uh, again, Bulletproof. Was the there whole, you, go. you know, yeah. Hey, we're trying to we're trying to bridge gaps in the nineties. We knew what we, was yes. to come. We had to come together. We didn't need to and be. We apart. were trying to do it through through action poorly. and shooting people in the heads and blowing people right. up together. It didn't work though. Not exactly. Uh, the body count for this movie was over under. What do you think you would hit? Ah. I don't know. I bet you're going to hit a little high because you think everyone just died in this movie. No, let me think through this. So we had a couple guys at the beginning, obviously. Eh, 14. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, take the over. We're at 27. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. It's a good amount wow. of people. But I don't know. I think that's all I got for this one. But I, it was a good ride. I, I, I literally... I was I actually put this on my iPad and I was sitting there as my wife was watching. I'm just belly laughing through a good amount of this. I was just laughing my ass off. Bullets, you know, too many bullets in this gun and three fingers, um, all those things. <laughs> so, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't get into the three finger scale, which which they could have gone multiple directions in that, but. Somebody just needs to watch the movie to get yeah. that. I don't. I don't want to explain. We're not going to expound on that, but uh, I think it was a good one. We'll figure out what the next one is. Probably Swamp Thing uh, in yeah. October. So, we, got, we got some time to work. Yeah, I look forward to that for sure. Uh, see you in the next one, Jay. All right, later.